Maybe we'll put put a few of them up. Um... <laughs> when, when we're million, that's what we'll do. We'll, when we're millionaires, we'll just have a gallery devoted to smart. Just have a whole shed. The whole shed. A whole shed. It's just a smut shed. You just walk in. It's just like ugh, it's just eyes. Like, fucking. Uh, so walk, are you good to go, man. Oh, I'm always good to go, guys. But well, you are fucking two minutes ago. You said don't start yet, <laughs> guys. I've been the level of organization in this fucking team. No, it's great. Right. This is this is what it's all about. Whoever it's listens to us, it's not going to be like, oh, fuck's sake, yeah, they, yeah. they're just they have everything <laughs> produced perfectly. We're not Joe Rogan, who has team behind him to do the, all the stuff with him. We're not other companies that have everything produced. We're not CNBC. We're not MSNBC. We're not fucking We're not BBC. capable people. We're, we're not, <laughs> we're not actual people. We're not organized people. No. 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 Guys, I've been struggling what to pick. Ooh. Oh, so it's gone. I've been, oh, has he started yet? Sorry, I, I couldn't. There you go. Go. Okay, welcome to the Game Pit Podcast. <gasps> um, oh, I've oh, got sure. like... There we go. All your beautiful faces, you're all lined up in the right spots. Broomies can appear halfway through and absolutely mess everything, which would be great. But this week we're doing badasses and awesome people from history and shit. Loving the background there, Roll, actually. That's the sick thing. <laughs> Uh, if he does the thing, I I've changed my, my Mikey Spillane Spillane to um, to something else, and if he does that, I go. You start then, Mayhem, because if you have to run out, <laughs> no, you go, you go. I I I have the thing that actually I think is the most badass thing in the history. Okay, for yeah, me, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, it's it's, it's, all, it's yeah, because yeah. of the if if we if we're talking about more badasses, it's gonna do something with war, or you know. Basically, probably with war anyway. Yeah, so. mine's World War Two. Well, I have, I have some, 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 some pretty, pretty neat things. Like it's not gonna be fifty-seven minutes long. It's gonna be fifty-four minutes long. That's <laughs> fine. Oh, you disappoint me. Sorry. <laughs> but guys, you know who's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. who's back. Roll is back. Roll is yeah, back. Yeah, boy. Back again. Yeah. <laughs> our star, our freelancer. There it is, the heartbreaker. Did you go for the the one that you said you was gonna do, Roll? Or are you doing a different one? Uh, yeah, I am actually gonna do the one I put up in the chat earlier. Yeah, that's fine. All right, I'll leave that to go. Uh, right, I might start then because um, yeah, I'm getting a bit of an echo out somewhere. Who's doing that? I can hear myself. Hello. That's right. Oh, that could be me. Ah, <laughs> I was waiting for the green to light up. It was me. It's alright, I don't mind the sound of my own voice. Um, it's fine. Turn it up if you want. Yeah, don't we know? <laughs> right, I'm going for a guy called John Malcolm Thorpe Fleming Churchill. One, two, three, four, five names. How many, right? games, so, how many guys do you have? I don't know. That's one all guy. the same man. Yep. Yeah, Mad man. Jack. Why? <laughs> he coming in hot with like four or five people. Um, yeah, this guy's Mad Jack. Yeah, Roll's done him at school. He did say about that. Um, yeah. What? Well, not you know, not while he was at school. He hadn't done him. No, probably about the same. Et- no, no, he died in '95. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am under forty years old. How dare you? I love going grey, but Jesus. Hey, look great, mate. Look great. Right, let's no, go. No. Right. Jack grew up in the British colony of Ceylon, which is now known as uh, Sri Lanka, and uh, then he re- relocated to England. 
He went to school in Oxford called Dragon School and King Williams College before enrolling at Sandhurst, which is a military school that allows you to graduate as officer. Um, this is usually frowned upon because um, when I was growing up, I wanted to join the army. And then my dad was said, oh, no, don't do that. You'll get shot and you'll die. And I was like, yeah, probably. But he's like, go to Sandhurst and you can graduate as officer. But um, I looked into it a bit. And if you just go straight to like a special school because you're smart and go straight into the military ranks, everybody hates you because you just go straight into like this sort of desk high paid. You're not seeing action. No one really trusts you. No one's you haven't worked your way up. Like you haven't yeah, earned yeah, yeah. your rank. You've so, learned it. Yeah, that's it. So he went in with sort of a, a rough time there. So um, his military career started in 1926 and joined the 2nd Battalion of the Manchester Regiment and deployed in Burma, where not a lot of action was seen, a lot of boredom. He learned to play the bagpipes there. He also bought a motorcycle and travelled over 1,500 miles on it in Southeast Asia, back when roads were pretty much non-existent. So he, he can't sit still. Um, he loves travelling. He loves doing anything, really, that's out of the normal, as you're about to find out. Um, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. He got bored of military life and retired in 1936 to travel Europe and practice archery. He took part in competitions and also represented Great Britain in the 1939 World Archery Championship in Norway. His precision even landed him a few movie roles, and he played in a couple of uh, good movies back then as well, using his archery skills. Um, so there's a bit of background, basically a man that can't sit still. Um, and now to the good stuff. World War Two has just started. So he actually retired from 1936 from the military because it was boring him. Um, and he went in as an officer as well. So he joined the military again and joined world, uh, wartime where he got his nickname Mad Jack. Let's start with the sword and the infamous Mad Jack saying, any officer who goes into action without his sword is improperly dressed. Mad Jack used a Scottish claymore, um, but not the big two-handed sword that you're thinking of. He used something um, else. He used the one-handed version of it. Um, Da, 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 da. He didn't use it much in combat, although he did stick a few Nazis with it. Um, he used it to rally the men and inspire and good morale, really. He went into battle with a sword, bagpipes, and a bow and arrow. Like, all, like, on him. That was our core. Some sort of Division 2 loadout, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> like just whipping them out, but, yeah. Um, although Load the war for was... Battlefield 4, Mad Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that would be amazing, actually. Um, although the war was um, on England and France... Um, they sat in the trenches, like basically when the, when the war first started, England and France were like, yeah, let's go back up. They're invading uh, Poland and started to invade France. But the, the 1939, at the start of the war, no one did anything because they was all sat in trenches. England was not prepared for war, even though they said we'd go to war. And the same with France. They wasn't prepared either. So everyone just sat at a stalemate. Um, and Jack was in this bit and he was just sat and he was bored. Um so out of boredom, he heard that Russia was attacking Finland and joined a detachment sent to aid Finnish forces just so he could see some action. So he left the front lines where nothing was happening, joined another detachment, went over to Finland and joined their ranks to fight the Russians, obviously. As you do. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so finally, the proper war began and Jack returned to his regiment. He was um, displeased with the British army for not holding its ground at Dunkirk against the hundreds of thousands of troops and tanks and planes. The worst um, movie ever. Yeah, yeah. Churchill and his unit were ordered to retreat. So um, he's obviously an officer who's in charge of a unit. He got the, the orders through to retreat. Um, with the rest of the French and English forces, if you've seen the film or whatever, there was this beachhead where it, it went so to tits because there were so many tanks, planes, and German soldiers that was outnumbered, outgunned. 
the whole of the French and UK forces had to retreat on this beach. And if we didn't retreat, it would have been over for us in like a couple of weeks, literally, because everyone would have got slaughtered. Um, but anyway, Mad Jack took his orders to retreat and changed them. So instead of falling back to where, um, where he was supposed to, he handpicked soldiers and went into guerrilla warfare and raids. Um, he rushed Germans, wielding his sword, even stabbed a few, and firing barbed arrows as well. So his arrows were like barbed, so they, when they pull out, they do more damage. Um, sinking them into the enemies um, from great ranges as well. He was spotted by a fellow officer riding his motorcycle, firing arrows with a German officer cap on the front of his motorbike. And no one took a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine. Uh, yeah. So a bullet pierced um, the skin. He got shot in the neck, basically. Um, so we had a stiff drink and he went back at it. When a German machine gun nest popped up, spewing rounds out, he was ordered to retreat again. But he said he, he was too tired to retreat. It was easier to destroy it. And he charged it, lobbing a grenade into the MG nest and destroyed it by himself, charging an MG nest. So pretty good. Um after this battle, he joined the Commandos, an elite group. Whilst in this group, he met his wife, who was married for 55 years until his death. In preparation for a full assault in Norway, the Commandos were tasked to attack and weaken defences. He stood in the lead landing craft with bagpipes, blasting out uh, music whilst enemy machine guns tried to take them out. Um, so if you're imagining, say, from Private Ryan, you're in the boats, you're coming up to the shore, and the MG nests are going, and everyone's shitting their pants in there. He's just fucking bagpipes on the front, leg bagpipes, up. Bagpipes, like, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the machine guns are going boom, across his head, and he just literally don't mm. care. Um, so as soon as the ramp lowered, he whipped out his sword, he charged ahead of his men, brandishing it in the air, and a few hours later, he sent a telegram to command saying, defence is taken care of. That's it. <laughs> so, absolute hero. What? Yeah. Um, so he went on to get lots of medals and loads of battle scars to go with. In 1943, he ended up with a group of American soldiers in Italy trapped as wave after waves of Germans assaulted their position because they were a commander unit. They um, lacked equipment so they could stay mobile, small arms with few grenades. Um, so they really just had like, pistols, a few light machine guns, things like that. Um, nothing that was going to drag them down. In between one of the waves, Jack got bored of waiting for the next attack and decided to go to where the German army was instead. So he shot um, uh, and shoot them, ignoring the fact that he was well outnumbered, no heavy weapons and zero support. So he was like, sat there in the trench, he took down like whatever, four or five waves of Germans. He got bored. He's like, come on, let's go to them, lads. And they're probably just thinking, what the hell? But rank in it. He's got rank. Let's go. So Churchill led a night raid against the German position, rushed out, shouting commando, took the positions and 136 prisoners. In the night, he heard hundreds more of Germans digging in around them and thought, screw this. So he ran up to them with his sword and commanded them to stop. They were so shocked they did exactly what he said. Um, and, we, and he thought his new prisoners might get a bit lonely and decided to raid another one and did the same thing. So now he's just grouping up all these fucking people. They're all sat there with the dicks out and digging a hole. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> or whatever. Like, act on! <laughs> you know, and they're just like, oh shit. So he's like, come on. And they're like, oh fuck. <laughs> so he's okay, he says. We do. Back. Yep, that's Yo, it. No, totally. so, this is all backed by all his squad as well. Like, a lot of this is backed up. Um, a few months later, Jack was caught and taken prisoner himself. He had six men and was surrounded by Germans in what seemed to be a final battle. Armed with only revolvers, they defended themselves 
Um, then the trench they were battling from got hit with a mortar. Three of the six men died in the explosion. They ran out of ammo and um, and hope. So Churchill whips out his bagpipes and starts playing, Will ye no come back again? When a German grenade knocked him unconscious, he was taken to a POW camp, which he escaped, then caught him again, sent him to an even more guarded prison camp, which he escaped, and then met up with a column of American armour where he heard the war was almost over. Um, he got <laughs> and sad and volunteered to go fight for the Japs. Uh, fight the Japs, sorry. So he signed up with uh, American columns to go over to Japan now. Um, but on his way <laughs> he over... He to fight, like... <laughs> all the time, yeah. He was just, like, covered in... He was, must have been, like, triple-hard man. So um, on his way over, though, Japan got nuked, and they was out of the war. Um, so they surrendered. Jack said, if it wasn't for those damn Yanks, we could have kept the war going for another 10 years. <laughs> Um, enraged, he went looking for war. In 1948, he found one. Arab forces tried to drive the Jews from what would become Israel. Present in his full dress uniform at a battalion parade, he heard a Jewish medical convoy had been ambushed by Arab forces. Not wasting a moment, Churchill rushed to their aid. Still wearing full dress uniform, Jack sprinted down the road, uh, smiling ear to ear into battle with his sword. He went on to save 700 Jewish people and earn more medals. After he went on to teach numerous military schools, he lived out the rest of his days next to his wife until his peaceful death in 1996. What a lad. Mad lad. Mad That's lad. Proper, lad Basically, point. he got so bored, he just wanted to battle everyone. Like... He just wanted to fight everyone. Well, that was like, I've heard that a few times, and my God. Yeah, there, was, yeah, uh, yeah. there were stories of him. He, uh, he, he was a bit of a cocky son, son of a gun. Uh, you know, imagine how many people tried to do that, though. Like, yeah. you know, go, go into battle looking sick and taking their own thing, but just getting whacked straight away. How many people yeah. charge out the front of a boat? Yeah, with yeah, yeah. He's going, oh, shit. Yeah, he don't care. He didn't care. Lucky but chap. it's like, he's, it's the, the balls this guy had were immense. I mean, yeah. he turned up for a parade one day while it was raining yes. with an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, that was his and very first drilled, straight his out. sergeant of the went absolutely mad at him. And he's yeah, like, yeah. why have you got an umbrella on parade? And he was like, because oh, it's, it's raining. raining. Yeah, yeah, but didn't, and it, no, he also no authority no he didn't way, care yeah. for it. No, he got bollocked as well for taking a hot water bottle to bed in the middle. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, right. Yeah. So what he did is he went outside, got a rubber tube, tube tied a knot in the end, filled it up with hot water, and tied another knot in the end. He got in trouble again. He's like, well, it's not a hot water bottle. <laughs> but <laughs> no. like, so, the, but, so yeah, yeah. but like, ah, oh, man, he's crazy. I've watched that for a long time. So yeah, that's a good story though. Mad Jack. Yeah, Jack, it's a good lad. story. I was just, I was just listening. Is, are you still talking about the same lad? Yeah, literally, man. He, yeah, he was, he honestly, honestly, yeah. uh, honestly, man, the, the guy was absolutely so crazy. It was just like man. me going in Battlefield or any other games, going as a mad Jack, and I die every time. How is that possible? <laughs> we, are, I think we're all mad Jack on Battlefield. Yeah, we absolutely like, fucking. Oh yeah, just we have to, we have to crouch here, and we just have to hide behind that building. They put the, cro- no. they put the um, <laughs> compound bow, didn't they, into Battlefield as well? <laughs> Yeah, so they actually put yeah, yeah. They're probably in honour of fucking Mad Jack, like. But yeah, everyone thinks he went in with a big, massive claymore, which would have been sick. Yeah, but, he, he just one, went yeah. in. It's called a uh, a clay heg or something, where it's just a one-handed one. He also entered a uh, a bagpipe competition in Scotland with <laughs> seventy other <laughs> Scottish people and finished top three. And he's fucking English. <laughs> you oh, know. Yeah, but that is- and that is a scary stand. You want to want to hear bagpipes in the middle of a battlefield? Well, I mean, like, you're there with your squadron. 
Uh, some have been shot, some are wounded, some are dead. More hits, three of your mates fucking explode. Fucking, you're like, fuck this, I'm going to die. Gonna Let's have a party, yeah. yeah. Germans come over and look at you in the hole, like, burr, 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 like, the fuck? You arrest him, fuck that, you arrest him. But yeah, that's me, all done with that. Mad Jack, you're welcome. There's plenty of them as well. Who wants to go next? Can I go next? Are we going to roll this? i got a problem with it. Guys, I've been thinking what to do, right? So I had the Irish mobsters uh, or anything to do with Ireland. But I said, no, fuck it. The thing I like, and I think that, in my opinion, that uh, makes the most badass in the history is the top 10 deadliest snipers in the history. Oof. Oh. Have you got the Finnish yeah. sniper that dressed in white? Oof. Yeah, I have. Russian snipers as well. Females. Just the listen to the names, right? Listen to the names. Yeah. There's a girl in it, right? Just listen, listen to the names yep. and what you hear, right? But I'm going to stop at one chap, right? And then we, we all know what we're talking about, right? And I have the longest uh, sniper shots as well, like sniper kills. And can you tell me, without looking, without Googling, right? Who, not the who, but what nationality has the longest recorded sniper kill? Just, ju- just guess. America. Okay, beep. Your, your, your guess? I said America. Right. Okay. So we have English, American, American. Right. So lock that, lock that in till we yeah. actually gonna find out what's happening. Right. So because if I'm correct, they made that film about him, didn't they? But... Yeah. And I tell you, and I tell you which position is he in. Now, okay, guys, uh, if it's Sunny Zaitsev as well, you got Enemy at the Gates, and then oh man, there was a Finnish one man, and he got shot in the face. He looked fucked up, but he still went to war to kill people. Yeah, go on, mate. I love this shit. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, they're all top 10, right? So they're classed as the confirmed kills, okay? Yep. So what would be the lowest number you think of the confirmed kills? What would be the highest? Just guess. And I'll, I'll run you through the numbers anyway. I'll stop at a couple guys and I'll tell you what happened there, but I'm just not going to hold you for 57 minutes. Um, I reckon um, six would be the lowest. And probably six to be lowest. So number 10 is... Be the highest. Okay, so number what, 10 what, what, is what, Chuck Mawinney with 103 kills. Confirmed. Oh, with yeah. 200... when you said confirmed. Blimey, yeah, yeah. Thinking, we confirmed yeah. 103, 103, Daniel. with 216 probable kills, right? So he shot someone, but he can't yeah. confirm that. It's it's actually hard to, compar- to confirm the sniper kill. Okay, yeah, I killed that man. Oh, the there's no witnesses. Did you take a picture? Yeah. Did you yeah, take yeah. a selfie with the man? Oh, no, you Jesus. didn't. Yeah. So he, he was actually... He actually got those kills during the Vietnam War, right? Yeah. So... Very good chap. The son, the, the the family is is probably just in the army, right? So probably his sons are in the army, but we're not going to dwell on that. The next chap is Al Adabald Waldron with 109 kills. So that changed. It's only only a couple, couple six kills, right? So he was another chap in Vietnam. So basically, sniper killing started in on the Second World War. So we had snipers like enemy at the gates with uh, at the Battle of Stalingrad, right? So. Yeah. But that just, I don't think that took off as far as the Vietnam War when they actually did the proper job there, right? And following into Afghanistan and Iraq and stuff like that, right? So, uh, the chap got 109 enemy kills and he reportedly dropped an enemy soldier at over 900 yards, right? From his moving boat. So he wasn't standing, right? So actually the boat was moving and he dropped, right? 
Yeah. He got he got uh, he was awarded with Distinguished Service Cross on two separate occasions, along with a silver star, three bronze stars, as well as presidential unitization, right? So the number eight with 115 kills is like a DJ snow, right? I'm gonna go to the truck though. <laughs> Henry Northwest, right? Henry Northwest, and we're going way, way back to World War One. This chap has 115 kills. He was born on May the first, eighteen eighty-four. Right? Yeah. So he accumulated 115 confirmed kills due to his remarkable knowledge of stealth tactics and use of camouflage. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So you look at this, guys. Back in World War One. What gun was he on there, then? Because yeah. they weren't exactly. very fucking good. Putting <laughs> one ground or something. So he was, awarded, he was awarded Military Medal of Bar. During the Battle of, of Vimy Ridge, so one of the one of the biggest battles in 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 World War One. So we can dig into history. Uh, now he died during the First World War, right? Norwest was spotted by a German sniper, and German sniper actually got his first kill by killing oh, good. Henry Norwest. So that was unlucky for the chap, and. He was spotted by him, and he was killed before he could return the fire. So basically, what happened? Probably, the what they think, they saw each other. He fired sure. first, and yeah. that's, how, that's how we, first, that's how he yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys, I should skip number seven, but we all thought that would be number one. Chris Kyle, with 160 uh, kills. Oh, that was the figure. Yeah. Very, 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 very sad story. Amazing man. Yeah, with the, the story fair, sucks. With the, fair, it, the story doesn't tell anything because it doesn't tell how it all ended, right? He comes back home. The guy takes him out to the shooting range and he it's gets shot. By an own American soldier. Which is, which is absolutely fucked up, like, you know? Now, this guy doesn't have uh, the longest shot in the, in the sniper shot in the history. As it's he's American. Like half miles or something like yeah. that? Yeah. See, he, he actually is in top 10. He does class in top 10. He has uh, confirmed 160 kills. Oof, during, nice. Yeah. During, nice. Uh, long this is... shot was like 3,000-something yards. Yeah, he, yeah used, right. he was one of my favorite sniper rifles, which is Macmillan TAC 338. Yeah, sniper yeah. Rifle, which is but every time... Medal of Honor um, Warfighter. Exactly. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. why I want that game to come back. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. anything anything is close and is trying to be recreated in, in in games that's what i will use so guys if you see that flash watch out mayhem if you see Oof. that flash in battlefield or anything else that's me um now he into he was called the devil of ramadi of ramadi or ramadi one of those places right shaitan al ramadi that's what his name in in uh, in iraq so 160 confirmed clears across ramadi fallujah baghdad and other localities across Iraq, and that I mean, famous, yeah, and that famous, uh, you know, when he saved the the, the transport, when he uh, when he when he ran away, when he actually escaped, all true, everything. So this is all true. It's all based on 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 on, on facts. So in uh, on the second of February two thousand thirteen, he was visiting the shooting range, and that's where he got shot. Fortunately. Uh, Kyle is considered one of the most effective and deadly snipers to have served in the American military. But number one, Albert Waldron. Uh, sorry, guys. 
Yeah, number one, Chuck McWhinney has the most kills in the Marine history. All right? Oh, shit. So, as a Marine, this is 103 is the most kills as a Marine, basically. Ah, guys, I keep going. Now, we finished. Vasily Zayatsev. Vasily Zayatsev, anyway, the gates, baby. 160, 160 kills by Chris Kyle. And we jump it to number six, which is 242 kills. Okay. Yeah, he was amazing. Blimey, yeah. Served in Red Army during World War II and credited over 242 confirmed kills. Okay. The guy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, he volunteered to join the front line, so he's like a Matt Jack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was assigned to the Rif- Rifle Regiment and Tom's Rifle Division. Even before he became a sniper of the Red Army, Zayatsev was credited with the uh, 32 kills, long... Uh, distance kills using just a basic rifle. Yeah, he learned to shoot by hunting with his dad yes. or his granddad when he was yes. out. And then the thing about Stalingrad is they didn't have enough guns to arm all the troops. So you were jumping out the back of the boats. The boats were getting shot at by Messerschmitts in the sky, so some of the boats didn't make it. When you did make it onto the land, one got a gun. The guy behind you got some ammo. When the guy with a gun in front of you died, yeah. you would pick up the gun, reload, exactly. carry on charging. If you turned around and come back, the Russian army will be there and will gun down their own exactly. people. Exactly. See, the no Russians way. didn't care about the, no the great... There wasn't Second World War for them. There was a great war. or that There's a name for it that the Russians have. It's like the the, um, the Great Nation War or anything like that. So they did, don't class it as a Second World War at all. Now the guy, um, the guy at the Battle of Stalingrad, right? He got two hundred confirmed kills, but then he was blinded by the German mortar attack. After regaining his, his sight, a month later he returned to the front and got another kill. So basically, maybe a kind of Russian Mad Jack. And he actually survived the war. He died. Oh, just the... Russian. Yeah, he's he... just Russian. Yeah, he... yeah. So maybe, maybe running on vodka or anything like that. He died, yeah. and uh, he died on the fifteenth December of nineteen ninety-one. So the guy actually, you know, from nineteen uh, nineteen fifteen to nineteen ninety-one. Yeah, that's the long, best ones, long, proper life they, they and, and loads of history. Retire happy. Yeah, yeah. Now at number five, passing guys. Beep, something for you. Ludmia yeah. Pavlichenko, 309 kills. Proper woman. Proper woman. Yeah. Proper, She's yeah. there in the picture, right? Yeah. I would love to share with you. Sticking this her chest up. Sticking yeah. her chest up <laughs> with the medals. Just stuck yeah. on the chest. But above the chest. So don't pinch it. Yeah. There's oh, a lot yeah, of documentaries yeah. <laughs> about her, actually. You should, you could watch, there's like a lot of 10-minute ones on YouTube you should watch because she's a beast, actually. Yeah, she's actually not Russian. She's she's from Ukraine. and But back then, everything was Russian. And, USSR, yeah. yeah. So, she was one of the 2,000 female snipers in the Red Army. But she's the only one that makes the top 10. Maybe yeah. we won't hear about any other ones. So, um, she made her first two kills... 
and Neil Balievka. That's one of the one of the the, the famous battles when the women snipers took took um, took part. And then she fight at the Odessa, and she rocked up 187 kills in three months of fighting. That's a lot. That's that a lot. So three months. It's nine yeah, days. Blimey. So two. <laughs> what is it? Two kills a day. What did you yeah, say? Two. Average. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was wounded by a mortar fire in 1942, and she was withdrawn. So um, actually, the 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 army council uh, credited her with total of 309 for confirmed kills. I I still struggle with the confirmed kills. You know, because you're there in in in. In the middle of war, right? You, you don't keep count. You're just trying to survive. You just take one by one by, by one. So. Yeah, spot or keep count. Yeah, so maybe you just they just yeah, keep counting. It's that, or you've usually got a notebook or something with yeah. a pencil in it that you go. Ch -ch -ch. Yeah. Oh, you well, go I mean, knife. How, how many people? Yeah, yeah just slides you, into your arm like. like yeah. I mean, the medic, you're just covered in blood when you go back because you killed yeah, 138 yeah. people, like running out of skin. <laughs> That's true, yeah. She died in 1974 after suffering a stroke. So oh. she didn't have a long life. But, you know, amazing one, isn't it? She survived yeah, the war. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about her now still, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, guys, I'm going to skip a couple of places, right? And I'm going to go straight to number two and number one. Number two with 402. How am I supposed to top 10 highlights when you're going to skip four, five, six? No, because, because we're going to be going to be talking about the guys that are, that are actually were Vietnam War and not, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing happened. They just, they just did the confirmed kills. They just classed, you know, by the, uh, yeah, yeah. by the, the amount. But number two, Fyodor Klapkov, another Russian guy. Uh, uh, he served in the Soviet army and he's credited with 429 kills during his career. Blimey, yeah. So he joined the Red Army with his brother. He was the brother was killed in combat, and infuriated by the loss of the brother, Krapov uh, reportedly swore to avenge his death. So that's bad him up a bit, you know. It's just like yeah. I'm not gonna stop until I yeah. feel that is avenged. So, so he is credited with the 429 kills from sniper rifle alone, but there's another ones. Countless others from automatic weapons on the long distance shot as well. Oh yeah. So that man actually was killed properly. Um he was struck in the chest and he was forced to recuperate in a hospital for the remainder of war before he finally being discharged several months later. He died in May nineteen sixty eight. Number one, guys, how many kills do you think? Did we cross the magic number of five hundred? Oh, yeah. We did. I'm going to say 560. 505. Oh. Was it 505? Yeah. Simo Hayai. <laughs> right? A Finnish. Finnish sniper. Yeah. Finnish sniper. I thought number one. Is he called the White Death? <laughs> yes, the White Guard. The yeah. White Guard. I thought I thought that he'd be White like way below the and Russian there's more people. Yeah, there's more people above him, right? I was really. I, I whenever I was looking through the stuff and I was sniping during the games and I was researching stuff back in the day, I never went across any more snipers after him. And he says, "Jesus Christ, that's it!" Like you know, yeah, so five hundred, yeah. So, he, basically, um, what happened there? 
he developed this is the job that he developed his skills during the hunting with his father yeah. so he he was uh, taking parts if 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 um, he won many trophies right but before the war so he already was set to be a sniper if the war starts basically so his skills did help him uh he was he was in the Finnish voluntary militia which is called White Guard and yes he's called White Death sorry there I yeah, just took it that's such a sick nickname man yeah so he's all dressed in white if you look at the picture right the man is all yeah, dressed in white ghost. if you look at if you look at the if you look at the pictures from the war in Finland Finland's covered in snow they 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 move on uh, the german uh, the germans move on the uh, you know on the skis on skis basically covered in white and that man was just there waiting in the freezing snow right the cold winter he used a suppressor and he used something he didn't use a proper scope or yeah. something because he didn't want the glare to give him away is that the one now guys listen to this uh how many days did it take him to get 505 kills 12 yes. 100 100 days. kills a day yeah that's insane so that's, yeah, that's the guy, metal. they actually pack. He packed himself in a heavy snow to provide cover. When you actually pack yourself with the snow, it, it gets warmer. It's you know? insulated. Yeah, yeah so it's oh, insulated. That's what he did. He put the snow in his mouth yeah. to stop the condensation uh, or the whatever. The and to balance his, yeah, to balance his rifle. So he packed up the snow to balance the rifle, right? And yeah. while placing small bits of snow on his tongue to prevent his breath from giving away his position to enemy. Yeah, that's insane. So, that's ridiculous he didn't yeah. use a proper scope either because he didn't want the glare to give him away so he, he was just battering people <laughs> he did he did survive um, he did survive war uh, he died he got shot like fucking eight times yeah. or something yeah like he uh, uh, he was severely wounded in his left jaw yeah uh, uh, but you was see there... a picture of him half of his jaw's gone because he got shot in the face yeah but guys basically he wasn't shooting Germans he was shooting Russians that was the Finland Finland, uh, you know, the war between Finland and the Soviet Union in 1939. Uh, he was buried in 2012 at the age of 96. So the guy, 505 kills, 96. I'll tell you what, you've just matched up Mad Jack and your guy together. 1939, Finland, mm. they were both there. That's insane. EG signed up to go fight the Russians oh, to help yeah. Finland defend. So he'd have been fighting with the White Death. Well, he'd have been somewhere. I wouldn't have fucking seen him. Hey, why oh, yeah. seen a man with black pipes? I saw him. there, mate. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> fucking, let's go, baby. It's, it's that guy there. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, is all yeah. quiet. And his mobile comes steaming past with a sword. Valhalla. All right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Get my position away. Right, guys. Just a, just a quick helicopter. Uh, um, you said English beep. No, I'm American. Change American. I'm changing mine. Yeah. I'm changing mine. Yeah, I know look. the second longest. So the Which first was one, an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> and the longest is Canadian. Yeah, the longest is Canadian. Uh, 3,540 meters. You did Google it, didn't you, fucker? <laughs> Just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. So, so it's three. So it's basically it's 3,000. Macmillan Tag 50. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, I can actually yeah. find that for you. So, oh, um, yeah, it's. Um, we don't know the name, the. Uh, his name because the name is withheld and basically we won't find out for a while uh jtf2 sniper that's what we know yeah jtf2 is yeah. Canadian special yeah. 
in uh, April May 2012. 2017. Yeah, in April 2012, uh, Barrett MA2A1, 2,850 meters. Right? Barrett would cut you in fucking half. Exactly. The Australian. amount of time that bullet's got to expand as well over that vast amount of distance. Yeah, in Australia. It's just the... give me a pair of legs. They say the pressure around the bullet from two feet away will rip your arm off. Yeah. Like if it goes past it's like two feet away at full velocity. Yeah, huge, mate. And you get the different ones, the black tip, the armor piercing ones, the phosphorus, the explosive ones. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, just just it's good that we don't have women in well, podcasts so for a comparison. It's like six inch at least, well. like. I can show you that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need to get excited. Beep, do a dance. I can, I can show you that in a minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah, give me a sec. Okay, and <laughs> just for, to finish, uh, remember our good friend Chris Kyle? He's ranked 10th. Which is his shot, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, 2,100 yards. Uh, it's 1,920 yeah, so meters. American Sniper, that film's called, so yeah. suggest that. That's it, suggest yeah. Enemy at the Gates, which is for Silly Zeitsef and um, whatever, just get onto the some sniper films because they're exactly. sick. And the first uh, and the, the top British is number three, Corporal of Horse yeah. Craig Harrison. In November 2009, yeah. uh, with uh, 2,475 2, meters shot. Um, it's all it's all United States. There's one South African, there's one Nor- Norwegian, and uh, the Russian is uh, number 16, basically, from 1985. And Billy Dixon... From night from June eighteen hundred seventy four, using sharps fifteen uh, ninety. During the American Indian Wars, uh, shot someone at one uh, fifteen hundred yards. So what, it's not fucking... yeah, yeah. Sharps sharps point five uh, ninety. Yeah, that's the that's the name. Uh, American Indian Wars. He was a oh, civilian. An impossible shot. Yeah, he was a civilian. He was a buffalo hunter. I'm not sure even the rifles were bored then, where they were. They had the spirals. No, they had no rifle in in the inside of the barrel. They were no. just a smooth bore rifle. Smooth with, bore. Yeah, just basically like a, fucking, a, 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 a musket ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drop that down. Fucking exactly. A mile and a half, man. You blob. Uh, but basically, yeah, what you're saying. A, uh, top, it's a fifty cal, but it's a fucking tiny little ball on it, like a little That's pellet. Insane shots, mate. With that. They weren't actually known for their long range accuracy. Accuracy. Yeah. So yeah, what but happens in fifteen hundreds? Shit. No, I said I'm done. I'm tired. You did good, mate. Well done, mate. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's good stuff. Did I yeah, do yeah, fifty-seven minutes or? Uh, we're on forty-four minutes. You're all right. That was off, hell. I'll let you off. Rolls got his, yeah. <laughs> Rolls got Kim Jong Un sniper records or something. <laughs> no, he's not Korean. He's not <laughs> Korean. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, I should have seen me twenty minutes ago. I was having tea with him. Um, <laughs> right. So my guy, uh, World War Two hero. Right. Uh, what this guy did? He was a Gurkha, so obviously he fought for the British. Uh, his name was uh, Lachiman Grang. Well, no, he was a Gurkha. He was he was yeah, a Nepalese. Yeah. He was born in. Let me just find it. Said he was born in Chitwan. That nearly went really wrong. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was born in the dis, uh, Chitwan district of Nepal uh, on the 30, 30th of December, nineteen seventeen. I do and apologize he died to at the ripe old age of ninety-two. 
on the 12th of December 2010. So not f- long ago, but this this guy um, medals as long as your arm. Uh, absolutely just ridiculous. Just no space on his jacket. Just absolute. You can hear him mile off. Jing, jing, jing. Right. So, uh, 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 Lackerman, it was a Nepalese British Gurkha, and he was a recipient of the Victoria Cross, which is the highest uh, prestigious order you can get for gallantry in the British military. Uh, and most of these have always been presented to you by the monarch, uh, by the monarch that is standing at the time. Uh, or and in the com- uh, in in Britain and in the Commonwealth, so uh, Lackyman, uh, his allegiance was obviously to India and British India. Uh, he served for only seven years, but he ended up getting one of the highest ranks in amongst the Gurkhas, which is uh, honourable uh, Havidala. Oh, I shit. believe that's how it's uh, pronounced. Uh, and he served in the 4th Battalion and the 8th Gurkha Rifles and the Indian Army. Uh, and as I said, he received the Victoria Cross. Uh, so was born on the 30th, uh, 30th of December 1917 of the village in Dahakahani, Chittawan district of Nepal. I said it right. You do fucking well, to be fair. Oh, my God. Yeah, this chap. The son of Party Mungarang, he joined the British Army in December 1940. Oh. Damn it! Two. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Lucky uh, Broomian here to fact check some of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. What? Say again. How was that spelled? Yeah. yeah. T. Guys, yeah, this yeah. is the second episode without Broomy. I kind of feel lost. What's going yeah, on? I know. Right, He'll be back soon. I hope so. Right. So uh, he joined the British Army in December 1940. Permitted to enlist in wartime, although he was only four foot eleven. So obviously at that time Tom there was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was discrimination. Like uh, there was height discrimination. Essentially, in the army, you had to be a certain height yeah. to join a certain age. But I wouldn't make it. As we know, during World War Two, there were kids fighting as young as fourteen. So you're lying about their age. They, they, they really cared. As long as you was fit enough to go to war, you was going to go to war. Um, so he was only four foot eleven tall, uh, and so below the peacetime re- required minimum height. Uh, he was twenty-seven year years old and he was a rifleman in the 4th Battalion, 8th Gurkha Rifles uh, in the Indian Army during World War II. When following when the following deed took place in May 1945, uh, this is why he received the VC. Right, his battalion was part of the 89th Indian Infantry Brigade and uh, of the 7th Indian Infantry Division. It's a lot of divisions. They've got some fucking uh, names, haven't they? Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Uh, which was to cross the uh, the Irrawaddy River and attack Japanese forces to the north uh, of the road of Prome in uh, Tuangup. That is wherever that be. We apologise, uh, people in Nepal. Yeah, we do. I do apologise if I am getting the names of it wrong. Please <laughs> moan at Simon Sorry. about it. <laughs> I'll tell me because... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no broom, uh, no broomy Japanese... to fact check. I'm sorry, guys. This is what happens with no broomy here. He's the only one with the proper yeah, pronunciation just to speak all in Indian and, it, and you yeah. just get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Carry yeah, on, yeah, Rob. Right. I apologize. So the, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't mean to sound racist, please. Uh, <laughs> the, the Japanese withdrew towards uh, uh, Tungdor, uh, where Gurung was part of the two companies of the 4th Battalion and the 8th Gurkha Rifles, waiting when the Japanese attacked in force in the early morning. On the on the twelfth uh, to the thirteenth of May, nineteen forty-five, in Tangdor, Burma, now Myanmar, uh, rifleman 
Gurung uh, was manning the most forward post of his platoon, when, uh, uh, which bore the brunt of the attack by at least 200 Japanese uh, soldiers. He held back. He held back. They'd already been thrown at him. He held back two hand grenades, uh, which had fallen into his trench. The third exploded in his right hand after he attempted to throw it back, blowing off his fingers, shattering his arm, and severely wounding no him way. in the face, body, and right leg. Oh my his two God. comrades. <laughs> his two comrades were also badly wounded, but the rifleman, now alone uh, and disregarding his wounds, loaded and fired his rifle with his left hand for four hours. Straight. Oh, fucking, I heard of this Pull guy it in, here, load, yeah, yeah. fire, all one-handed. Yeah. Uh, while he screamed, "Come, uh, come, fight a Gurkha!" So he's down yeah, there yeah, bleeding yeah, out, yeah. body parts missing. Everywhere. Yeah, he's firing rifles at him and going like, "Come on, then!" Like yeah, they said, yeah, it up. It. No. yeah, yeah. He learned that from England. Yeah, basically, calmly waiting, calmly waiting for each attack. For each attack, which he could meet with, like a fire firing at them at point blank range, so basically you would encourage him in and then kill him. Um, yeah, he, he got a he got a citation in the London Gazette back in the day, which was quite a prestigious thing as well. Uh, uh, of the eight, this is the report from the actual like where this happened, right? So, of the eighty-seven enemy dead counted in the immediate vicinity of the company locate uh, company locality, thirty-one lay in front of the rifleman section. <laughs> he killed thirty-one people. Thirty-one people with one arm. To be fair, it's Mental, yeah. Lay on the floor and give up, or fuck it, I'm gonna die anyway. situation. Yeah. With one arm, and he's just fucking held a grenade in his hand as well, just for lols. Yeah. Like. Well, if you're going yeah. down, you so take someone with you. You don't go alone, like. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in the in the report, it basically states that if it hadn't been for his actions, the whole area would have been overrun with Japanese troops, and it would have been game over in that area for the British army. Yeah, man. Yeah, so what like, objective was that? Was yeah, that the objective? Well, basically, uh, he's it's uh, where was it? Uh, he lasted the whole the whole sequence lasted four days and and four nights, and he he literally like he he was part of that the whole way. I'd say adrenaline. Probably after that, the first day, you adrenaline probably. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hallucination from the lack of blood in the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't even um, anyone there. He was at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I say, he uh, he received the Victoria Cross for his actions, which rightly so. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. To be that badly wounded and just to disregard any any you know anything for his own life basically he just kept defending not even his own country he was fighting as i say he was fighting for britain as a gurkha rifleman yeah you know he didn't yeah. have to do that for us but he did he carried on the gurkhas were pinnacles of world war Two. they really were like uh, uh uh you see a lot of it um they don't get treated well over here which and they don't get recognized which i think they should because i know you know obviously european troops american english Scottish, you know, whoever else is in World War Two, but that them guys they don't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't we know? Uh... <laughs> um, but the Gurkhas they don't get the recognition that they deserve because they like in some of the areas that we went to, especially when it comes to like guerrilla warfare tactics and stuff like that, it, they were uh, indispensable. 
Oh, literally. They, yeah. they really do deserve more recognition. But yeah, that was uh, that was Mr. Garang, uh, and he's uh, one armed defense of a base. That's fucking sick. We've had some mad ones tonight. Oh, yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame B works three hours and 58 minute days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, bad. Work should be back to normal next week. I've got a blooming be minute to fart, but. Just <laughs> because. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> the beep has been saved, and she doesn't have to say anything. Yeah, Asian, exactly. How many people were killed in World War Two? It'd have been bugging like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably just saved this. It's the most normal episode we've had in a while. So. <laughs> You'd be bugging if the prodigal son hadn't returned. So yeah. seriously, nothing. <laughs> people, you haven't prepared nothing with the locales and or anything like that. I no? have nothing. No. Can time. we grill her in the side no. chat? Keep it off the line, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, I'd say uh, the 200,000 <laughs> viewers me. and listeners that were waiting actually for Beep to say something about yeah. there anything. That's we actually do apologize for technical oh, difficulties, and uh, you know, we're just going to treat our country. Oh, uh, Mike yeah. just <laughs> fell over and exploded. Uh, catch oh, yeah. you next week. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at you. <laughs> yeah. uh... Thanks for watching, thanks for listening. And thanks for, uh, you know, tipping and everything. And I see you later. Bye. <laughs> with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.